0: All right everyone, we are live. Welcome to the Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast. My name is Jacob Cooker, but my friends call me Cub and you should too. Welcome everyone. Of course the train goes by. You know, this is it happens all the time, guys. The matrix it just runs deep here. Um you know, it's it's all quiet and then boom, I go live and there's always some distraction. There's always some distraction in your life. By the way, there's always some distraction going on in the world to distract you from what? The truth. Yes, absolutely. So welcome everyone. It's been a wild week last week. They tell you to look this way. You should be looking the other way. Look at what's actually going on. We're going to get into that today with the true agenda of the Watchers. And I think it's going to uh, be a bit surprising for all of us today. Now, last week, uh, I kind of ended the week out uh, doing the live streams in one former fashion. What's up, everybody, on YouTube? Welcome over here, Russell on Facebook. We got people on Facebook. We got people over here on TikTok. What's up, Missy? I've got multiple iPads, iPhone, everything running now. So if you guys want the pro audio version of this super crispy and clear, you can jump over to my YouTube channel at C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R. Be sure and subscribe over there. Give me a follow over there. Uh, Thank you very much. Missy says, nice, smooth shave. Yeah, I had to. uh, You know, when the emotions run high, it's been a wild week last week. Um, You can always tell when I've kind of gone through a renewal cycle if I shave. It's kind of the weird thing that I do just to like, I don't know. It started out as a psychological thing and then it actually kind of moved into. Um, A really authentic thing where I just kind of recognize that I've gone through a cycle. Normally, it's like a moon cycle, uh, kind of a death and rebirth cycle within my own psyche and just kind of move into a um, a new part of my life, you know, whatever that is. Uh, Normally within, uh, again, a moon cycle. So Tyler says, uh, lights fit the vibe. Happy Monday. Thank you, my friend. I really appreciate that. Um, And if you guys like this, I may even do like some background music. I can get some really uh, licensable music for what we're doing. If you guys want the music, drop me a comment on the video, and I can do some really chill beats in the background uh, because I'm going to be live streaming a lot more. That's ultimately what we have to do as creators to survive in this new, whatever the heck it is we're going into. Um, and that's why I'm on YouTube. I'm on Facebook. I'm on TikTok. And if they take any of those away, we'll be on another one. So, um, that's what we're doing. We, we survive, we thrive. So, uh, so that absolutely makes sense for you to shave. Uh, You hold your trauma in your hair. That's why people cut their bangs when they're going through. Oh, that's very interesting, Missy. I did not know that. That makes a lot of sense. So I probably hold a lot right here. And I just like this. This feels better. Um, It feels more yogic, you know, than than the beard, which is weird because yogis actually have beards, but I cannot grow a beard to save my life, guys. Um, It just drives me nuts. It gets so itchy, and I feel like things are living in it, and it's just weird, so... Um, so I, I like this. But anyway, thank you guys. I appreciate you. So we're going to be looking at the authentic agenda of the Watchers or the real agenda of the Watchers. What is it? Uh, we're going to be looking at the Book of Enoch this morning. But I also am going to reveal some things that I came across this weekend uh, that I think really, really help uh, kind of the narrative of who the Watchers are, who their children are. And ultimately what that means for us, us that are out here, you know, hanging on the ledge, lightworkers, starseeds, indigos, uh, anyone within the spirituality community. What's up, Adam? Welcome. Jennifer, Izzy, thank you guys for being here. Uh, James, thanks for joining. Uh, Penelope, thanks for joining. Arwu, welcome. Tea Tree, welcome. Um, And like I said, we got a bunch of people on uh, YouTube as well. Uh, but YouTube's iPad is a bit hidden, so um, and then they don't put their comments where they just pop up easily, so that's how I'm going to do YouTube right now is um, on the iPad. And so um, if you guys want to join live and get your questions and comments um, answered, join me on TikTok or Facebook, and then YouTube, I will check the comments afterwards on YouTube as well as Facebook. So um, we're going to be looking at what a Watcher Angel actually is. Uh, what's up, Truth That Travels? Welcome, my friend. Courts, welcome. Um, the Watcher Angels? Um, very, very interesting. And and I kind of came across some data this weekend that really, really made me rethink what these things are. Uh, I think we've all heard the idea that God has imprisoned these angels and they were here to mess up humanity and ultimately... Uh, they had to be punished. They had to be put behind lock and key, and uh, some of them even being locked up under the great rivers in the east. Um, But if you look at the word for watcher, kind of the original word, um, you have the watchers in the book of Daniel, um, and there are references to the class of walk. uh, The watcher Holy One, um, or in Aramaic is I-Y-R-E-R, holy one, and um, Aramaic uh, Kaddish, the term was introduced by Nebuchadnezzar, who uh, says he saw a watcher, a holy one come down, singular verb, from heaven. So, I mean, first off, think about what are you watching come down from heaven? You know, we, we see them today, right? You know, you see them all over Uh, TikTok all over the news. People experience these things all the time. These are what would be watching humanity. They're watching our evolution unfold. They might even step in and help sometimes. Um, If you watch the show Star Trek, you know there's like the prime directive, which is like basically let civilizations unfold and don't mess with them. Um, And so you have essentially in the book of Enoch the same type of prime directive with these watchers where they are bound with an oath basically not to step in and do anything well then you have certain ones of them who decide to go ahead and start doing genetic modification uh, creating their own essentially um, indentured servants their own worker bees if you will and uh, continuing to perpetuate um, kind of a slave mentality on our planet and this is not I'm not talking about one race, religion, credo, anything here. This is literally the plight of all of humanity. I don't care who you are, where you go to church, where you don't go to church, what who you're married to, what the color of your skin is, what your tradition is does not matter. Uh, this is according to a lot of different mythologies. This is the plight of the entire planet. This is what we were um, manipulated for as as humanity and um, so essentially, uh, this watcher angel, again, in the books of Enoch, there's bad watchers in the books of Enoch. Now, they're bad because of what? The point of view. It's all about point of view, guys. Okay. Anything can be bad if you paint it in a certain light, anything can be good if you paint it in a certain light. Now, how do you discern the difference? Okay. Very, very simple, actually. Very, very simple. Your heart chakra. Your heart will tell you all. Your heart will lead you into the right path. Your heart will lead you into that narrow path. It will lead you into the middle path. It will lead you into a place of solitude and beauty and love and light and oneness with all. Now, unfortunately, that gets twisted around because the media, television, movies, everything has painted our heart as whatever whim you have, go do it. And Guys, that ruins marriages, it ruins bank accounts, it ruins social statuses, it ruins um, our own personal view of ourselves because we can't figure out why anything doesn't work. Well, I'm following my heart. No, you're following emotion. There's a difference. You are, by the way, according to the Bhagavad Gita um, and a lot of other ancient mystic scriptures, you are completely in control of your emotions. To emote is a verb. Think about that. I am emoting something. I have an emotion. Now, an emotion somehow feels subjective to us, like we're subjected to it. Um, But really, an emotion is something that we have in our toolbox. We have control over it. Now, our heart is different than that. The heart chakra, if you study ancient metaphysics, which is one thing that I'm big on on the channel here, you study ancient metaphysics, the heart is a light that opens up into the world. It opens up into unity and love. Bhakti yoga is a very, very powerful thing. It's one of the things that I'm super interested in and I practice it as much as I know about it at this point. Um, It's the yoga of love and devotion, being fully devoted to a task, to um, what you're doing, to the love, to your life's work. And guys, that's what I'm doing here. And so you guys have probably seen me step into a whole lot more power in the last several weeks. And it's because of being committed in that yogic bondage, um, not a bondage in a bad way, but bondage is in like, I am yoking myself to my work. I'm yoking myself to loving each of you. I'm yoking myself to service through what I'm doing here. And that's That's a beautiful thing, and it's been a beautiful thing for me. Melissa says, most people don't even know what their heart truly desires because they are programmed. Yes, absolutely, my friend. Absolutely. And great point. Uh, Truth to Travel says, OMG, yes. Uh, Tyler says, only uh, through nourishment will it thrive. Yes, listen to intuition. Yeah, intuition is very, very important. Intuition is uh, essentially yoking uh, your heart chakra as well as your crown chakra or at least your third eye chakra. It's where you're getting messages and you're able to discern them and it's you get into a channeling or a flow state. you get very intuitive about people around you who to trust, who not to trust. Ultimately, what do we trust? We trust our heart guys our heart chakra. the heart chakra is that place of beauty, that place of love. It is that quiet place in the moment right now not present, not future and not past but now okay we think about the present as in like today. I'm talking about now, like in the moment, like literally watching the blade of grass move in the wind, no thoughts about anything, just observing it as it is. That moment, that place, that is an amazing place where we find God, we find the truth of God. And ultimately, all of these metaphysical uh techniques are stemming from that ideology of here now, be here now, explore the self. Now, the uh, Eastern mystic trinity uh, or triunity, as you've probably heard in uh, like within the Christian belief systems. Um, the ancient mystic one, uh, specifically the Eastern mystic one, is you have the Brahman, which is the, uh, and, and this is my interpretation, the Brahman is kind of that masculine father like power and source energy that runs through all. The Atman is the feminine receipt of that, the awareness of that and the ability to take it into you, into your arms, adopt it as your true self, internalize that, know it, fully experience it, become one with it, just as we hear about in all kinds of different scriptures that two will become one, divine feminine, divine masculine, that type of thing. And what is birthed out of that? What is birthed out of that? The self the self and it's a beautiful beautiful thing when the self realizes the receipt of the power which is the uh, the atman is the receipt of that and then the power is that brahman and so think about that guys and i'm not an expert on this but i do study it and i do practice it personally and when you understand that with the message of jesus you go wait a minute wait a minute Uh, I don't think Jesus was like condoning any of the religiosity or churchianity or politiosity, whatever you want to call it, the politic of the day. Uh, I have to use code words on here. So, Uh, but ultimately, you know, he was speaking a new truth. He was speaking something uh, that was really transcendent and helped break people out of that matrix type mindset of follow, follow, follow. Why did he call us sheep, by the way? Why did Jesus call us sheep? That's not an enduring term. If you've ever met a sheep, they're not very smart. They'll do whatever they want to do, they wander away. That's why you got to have a, a sheep dog. I've got a sheep dog, a cattle dog. Uh, Zelda is her name, sweet little dog. And it's her nature to round up sheep like she does it to the other dogs that we have. Uh, and she just, she'll point in and out, in and out, in and out of the herd. Boom, 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 boom. And it's like, because. She's programmed, pre-programmed from the factory, right, uh, to be a dog that points sheep in the right direction. And so ultimately, like, think of, of Jesus as doing that. Think of Buddha as doing that. Think of Krishna as doing that. Pointing the sheep in the right direction. Again, not a great enduring term because ultimately we just bounce into each other and do whatever we want. And I think we're seeing right now that when people are actually pointed to the truth, which is within them, Uh, that they can actually come together, build something beautiful, love each other, and actually agree. And that, honestly, we, left to our own devices as a people, realizing who we are inside, actually want to love each other. We actually want to have conversations. We actually want to agree, not agree to disagree, but actually agree. and, And rather than, my God's better than yours, and my way's better than yours, or my... I'm blue, I'm red, I'm Republican, I'm Democrat, I'm left, I'm right, I'm this, I'm that, whatever. Like, guys, when you get into this metaphysical stuff, you don't care. Like, you don't. Because you realize none of this is real. The only reality there is to experience is the fact that you and I are divine creatures and we are connected to the source, directly connected to the source. And we do not need anything else in between us and that now there are some beautiful incarnations, manifestations, um, avatars of this Brahman or of this this Godhead in um, this unity of God, and those come in in millions of different forms. Like, uh, and I I've wanted to do an episode called "Build a God Workshop," you know, kind of like build a uh, stuffed toy kind of thing. Uh, because it's like, you know, even in the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna says that, you know, I will manifest in any time period. I will manifest to you however you need me to. You are not offending me by asking me to present myself in this form because I am all forms. Like, it's this beautiful thing. And we try to get, you know, pigeonholed into this idea that God has to be this or God has to be that. And ultimately, uh, there are some things that my heart tells me that God is not. God is not a judgmental uh, bipolar, dualistic thing that just wants worship and control over people. That is what we call the God of this world. That is what most people would refer to as Satan. That is the accuser that accuses the spirit within by the flesh. And even in the Old Testament, Yahweh says, I am the God of flesh. And Jesus says that, the you know, my father is in spirit and in truth, and you will have to worship him in spirit and in truth. What does that sound like? It literally sounds like the Brahman, like the Atman, the receipt of that, becoming the self, like receiving the Atman too. I can, you know, kind of understand that as maybe the Holy Spirit type energy where you're receiving that direct divine message from the Most High. And so, again, this is not a religious message, by the way, guys, but I really want to look at, Um, what all this has to do with the watchers. Um, Because the watchers are, I think, one of the most misunderstood entities within all of biblical literature as well as other different literatures. So holy ones, um, there is a term called Gregori, Gregori, uh, which are watcher angels. Um, And if you look up Gregori angel... It'll take you to the Watcher Angel page. Um, And so these are basically, they're supposed to be like kind of watching out for humanity, kind of uh, making sure everything goes off correctly, you know, like uh, sun, moon, stars, everything working correctly. Humanity is interacting with each other and and continuing to evolve at their own rate, basically. Um, And then they essentially decide to, according to the Book of Enoch, Hey, let's take wives because why not, right? Because they're they're beautiful, and let's let's father our own children with these uh, these humans. Um, and so then you end up with hybrids ro- walking around, and these hybrids are what are called nephilim. Now, I want to just crush like a common misconception I think here about nephilim. Is the fact that people take it literally as giants? Now, this is just my opinion on this, but there's a lot of videos out there you'll see, and they're like, "Oh, there's evidence of giants." Blah, blah, blah. and it's like, that's fine, that's cool. I, I get it. Like, maybe there were some really big people. We see that in the story of like David and Goliath. Um, and then we want to go, "Oh, they were this tall," and 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 put a measuring stick on it. If you actually look up what the Nephilim is, it is the men of renown or the heroes of old. So you can interpret that however you want. Maybe they are highly ascended beings. Maybe they are great warriors. Maybe they are uh, people that are just very, very in tune with nature and understand how to wield all the frequencies, how to heal people, how to build societies. Like they're they're these incredible like star seeds, right? And then you flash forward, and this afternoon, I'm going to read a lot of this text. This is kind of just a spin session on it. But this afternoon on the live stream, I'll get in. We're going to actually read from the Apocalypse of Adam. And we're going to look at a kind of a brand new view. It's actually not a brand new view. It's it's an ancient view of what God of the Old Testament is. And this is something I have not read here on the channel yet. But I'm going to read it from the Nag Hammadi Library. It's called the Apocalypse of Adam. It's very old. And it gives you a much, much better sense of like how Genesis, like the book of Genesis and a lot of the Old Testament stuff has been painted as like this most high father God source figure uh, when really he's like basically wanting to keep people um, running on the hamster wheel. And the reason that I'm revealing this today is because There's a lot of people in the religious sects right now that believe that the watchers are evil and that it's their agenda that's coming against this, like their archetype of God, which is kind of the biblical God. And if you guys know me, I don't believe in the biblical God because the biblical God combines the message of Jesus with the message of this Yahweh character and they are not co-compatible, okay? Like, and this is not an agree to disagree thing. This is like just look at the message and realize that they're just not compatible. Like, when your heart is open, your chakras are in alignment. You have those demons cleared out. What are demons? They're energies. Like, literally, we know that from looking at a lot of these ancient scriptures, and even the Bhagavad Gita talks about what demons are, demonic qualities are, and essentially their their frequencies, their thought forms, and patterns. Uh, that we can adopt, we manifest them into actual entities because we are literally emanating and creating with every thought, every action, every emotion that we have is creating something in our reality. And it's wild guys. like it's wild when you really get into understanding that. It's a whole nother level of like rather than doctrine and dogma, you're like, oh, wait a minute, uh, this this stuff is like, Kind of coming through me. That's weird. Like I thought about someone and they called me. I I uh, I felt into this opportunity and it happened. Like and uh, a lot of people will get down on that and say, well, that's cognitive bias where you you want something to happen and then you you want confirmation enough you get it. Um, but is that not actually manifesting then? Like, it, does that not say something about our consciousness? Like. Uh, even if you want to ride it off that way, by the way, I am wearing shorts, guys. They're just, um, you know, kind of they're uh, I got some new shorts, by the way. Just side note here. Loving the linen, by the way. Really trying to be natural this summer. Do lots of cotton and linen. It's just kind of my style. Um I'm gonna be doing a lot of cotton shirts too for the website. so you guys that want to support what I'm doing. Um, I am gonna be discontinuing some of like the Jersey style yoga wear because it's all synthetic and I just, I really want to move into like a really premium, like um, hand spun cotton type thing uh, for all the t-shirts coming out of the website. So if you guys want to get any of those yoga shirts that I have, go grab them now, www.cubcooker.com, C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R.com, literally going to be going away like this week. So please go grab those if you're interested at all. Um, And then with that said, just a quick segue, if you want to support what I'm doing, I'm trying to pull a lot of my uh, support things that are built on the platforms because they've proven to me in the last week that they can just pull thousands of dollars a month from you, by the way. Um, And that has happened to me. Okay, this is not propaganda at all. It literally happened to me where I didn't even get a notification. I went to go check my balance on some of these things that I get through certain platforms. I won't name names. Uh, But I was getting, you know, extra pay for some of the short form videos that I do. And it literally added up to like thousands a month and um, overnight that went away. And then all of a sudden this whole thing with uh, the TikTok app and stuff pops up. And now we've got all this stuff going on and it just, it kind of feels like there's maybe some effort to get rid of some competition and it's hurting the creators first off. And it's also hurting you guys who watch. Because we are having a really hard time. Yes, Jesus Warrior, I will answer that. Great question. Uh, we're, we're having a really hard time in the creator community right now. Uh, by the way, we're going to be fine. Uh, because if, we're, if you're a real creator, you're going to find a way. And I'm going to find a way. Uh, if that's Metaverse, I'll find a way. If that's a new app, I'll find a way. If that's the old apps, I'll find a way. So with that said, follow me everywhere. It's all on my website. Don't miss an opportunity because you could wake up in the morning and I'm not on one of these because that one's gone or whatever. We don't know. Like So please follow me on everything. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, Apple. Guys, I'm everywhere. Um, TikTok right now. So please, please consider that. And uh, again, the support levels. I've got a $5 tip on my website right now. Um, if you guys love what I'm doing, like stars and stuff are great. All the tips, super chats, all of that, whatever you're comfortable with is great, but I'm trying to give away decentralized on my website for you to drop a $5 tip that really helps if just a handful of people do that on every live stream, huge, huge, huge help to what I'm doing. So thank you guys doing my best to, like I said, decentralized, not put too many ads on these. Because uh, I think it's important that these flow through, and my message gets across. Even though this is more of a conversational, live type podcast, it's still important to uh, you know kind of keep that decentralized, keep it in in our hands, so that it's our thing that we're doing here rather than the platforms. So, um, okay. So uh, Tyler says, "Ugh, nasty." Yeah, absolutely. It really sucks what's been going on with with all of this. But like I said, we will prevail. Good wins. Spoiler alert, good wins. So with that said, um, somebody asked, okay, Jesus warrior asks, how does the Anunnaki tie in with Yahweh? If you look at the Anunnaki, the Anuma Elish, I've been doing a whole series on that. I've literally read through a bunch of parts of it. We're going to continue reading through it. Um, but the, it hundred percent ties in. Absolutely. Absolutely. Joshua. Um, because Enlil is the Yahweh character, or Yaldabaoth, or the Demiurge, or many, many different names for this entity, or energy, or mindset, or whatever you want to call it. Um, and so Enlil and Yahweh are essentially the same. And Enlil basically wanted to go ahead and start uh, what would be considered like a breeding farm type thing in uh, Garden of Eden. And if you look into Genesis, you, you see that. Like, he walks during the cool of the day with Adam. Um, Jesus says, no man has seen the Father. And yet they knew Adam had, Abraham had, Jacob had, Isaac had, um, Enoch had. Like, And then Jesus is going, no, 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 nobody's seen the Father. You don't understand. The Father's invisible. Father is not even what you think like it, it's it's a spiritual thing it's an energy thing it's a source thing uh and that's what i love about the bhagavad-gita because that story or that mythology or whatever you want to consider it um it's all about the manifestations of that energy um at being in avatars and so even jesus says if you've seen me you've seen the father and he's like saying like think about that think about that so i could say that too if you've seen me you've seen the father you could say that too if you've seen me you've seen the father like th- that is a very yogic mindset that's a very metaphysical thing to deeply understand and to the untrained ear the untrained eye those without eyes to see or ears to hear it just sounds like it sounds ludicrous it's 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 like wow oh this guy's lost it he thinks he's god no 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 no, no. Uh, the problem is, is when people believe that they are the second coming of Jesus. They believe that they are somehow the chosen one. They are whatever, the enlightener. Um, ultimately, we all are, guys. We all are the Christ. We all are the revealer of truth to ourselves, and others may find that in us. Jesus didn't want to be worshiped. He didn't ask for people to uh, make him the Christ. He didn't ask for people Uh, to build a religion around him. He came as a yogic guru that was an ascended master, very enlightened, woke up and realized, I am God. God is part of me. I'm part of God. He opened all of his chakras up to direct channeling of the energy of the divine and became the ascended master. And I believe that he woke up and became God, not that he was incarnated as God. Um, are there incarnations of God? Maybe maybe he was one. I don't know. like maybe there's literal soul plants uh, that are actual avatars. but I kind of think that we all are and I kind of think that that's the whole point of the message of like the watchers is they were teaching things like plant medicines. they were teaching uh, things like how to protect yourself. in the uh, Book of Enoch, it paints it as, um that they were taught the instruments of war and that they were evil to each other with that maybe they were but ultimately i have to believe that it was an altruistic attempt on the behalf of the watchers to say hey let's rescue them out of this um and there's many different mythologies of this many different points of view like there's so many different cultures that go in detail on this and so the Elish or the anunnaki is just one of them but you literally see, yeah, the watchers are the fallen angels, by the way, that people talk about. But I literally can sit here and tell you, I believe Jesus was a fallen angel. I believe he, yeah, there you go. Trumpet blow, there you go. Get the the train going. Um they by the way i know neighbors have like requested that they kind of quiet it down with this and when we moved in we were told that it was going to be a no blow zone which i don't even think is a thing now i think we were just sold that uh we're like over a mile from the tracks here and i really think they just blow it louder now when they go through the neighborhood and there are literally houses on the tracks a mile away and i don't know how they sleep at night because it's wild so i apologize about the train um, I'm looking to move to a different house this summer. So uh, all the support helps. Thank you guys. Um, and get a really nice studio built and everything. So, um, But the Watchers, to me, were trying to help. And there were some oppressive gods or ascended beings that came down, broke the Prime Directive in the first place, and then the Watchers were like, okay, we got to clean this mess up. And you see it painted from a lot of different points of view. I am not one to read a text dogmatically and go, this is the truth because it says that. I don't care if it's the Bible, Enoch, Eastern mystic texts. I don't care. Like literally even Gnostic texts. I look at it as something that was written down, some documentation of someone's understanding of it. Because unless Jesus actually wrote his own memoirs or Buddha wrote his own memoirs or Krishna wrote his own memoirs, then I don't. Know how we can just look at something and, and not look at it as a channeled work. Channeled work ultimately is still filtering through ego, and we have to remember that. So, uh, Tara says instant confirmation, yes, yep, absolutely. That little horn blow there. So, uh, but but yeah, Jesus as a star seed, Jesus as a light worker, Jesus as a fallen angel. Go look at the, the one verse that talks about Lucifer. Now, in the Latin, Lucifer means light bearer. Originally, it was Shining One. Oh, how far you have fallen. Oh, Shining One, Son of the Dawn. Now, think about that. They were talking about these watchers and what I just read earlier. uh, Who was it? Nebuchadnezzar watched one falling from the heaven like a a star falling from heaven, right? Like, think about this. It's the same thing. And so um, if the Immaculate Conception was legit and real, uh, and Mary was actually, you know, impregnated by not by a human man. Then it makes perfect sense that she was taken in the night. She was artificially, you know, impregnated, and it was the perfect uh, blending of that watcher DNA and human DNA. And he was able to come online a whole lot quicker without going through karmic cycles like the rest of us have to, right? Like, think about it. it makes sense, guys. It makes more sense than what they give you out of the machine. And I'm talking about the machine as the economy, the church, all of the religious rights in the world. I'm talking about the machine as the politico agenda. I don't care what side you're on. It's all a part of the same beast. Go look in Revelation at the beast system. It's political, economic, and religious. Like I can't, I don't know how to tell anyone anymore, uh, and I'm not here to to rant and rave about it. It's just very clear to me that that's not the answer on any point of view. The answer is to love each other. The answer is to serve each other. The answer is to help your neighbor. The answer is to open your heart chakra. The answer is to align yourself. The answer is spiritual. Practice okay. I'm not talking about things where you got to pour salt and light a candle and do an incantation. I don't teach that kind of stuff, guys. I teach the ancient metaphysical yogic practices, things that we see within the Nagamati library, specifically within the Gospel of Thomas, that philosophy and mindset, specifically within the Bhagavad Gita, the Dhammapadas, the Upanishads, the Tibetan Book of the Dead, anything within the Buddhist tradition, the Hindu tradition, all of that literally is the message of Jesus. And it's a very, very ancient understanding that we are literally a part of God. We are literally here to burn through karmic cycles and remember who we are, meditate on the Supreme Being as a spiritual entity, a one mind in all, a super soul that we're all connected to. Um... James says, I need to tell you, you helped change my life forever, and it's for the best. Thank you so much for all your honest work. You are literally saving lives. Thank you, James. God bless you, my friend. Uh, Seriously, and I hear that more and more and more, guys, and I'm not patting myself on the back. I just know I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Train horns and all going on in here. Uh, That's why we added an iPad. I got rid of the AI artwork background so that this is consistent across all fronts. You want the pro audio, it's on Apple, Spotify, um, YouTube and YouTube podcasts now, as well as like other 40 or something other podcast platforms. You can even watch the video version over there now, and you're going to get much better audio here. So uh, I worked on that all weekend to really try to improve that quality. And I've got the mic closer to my mouth now. So that way, when you're in your car, you can hear all the nuance and all the radio quality of Cub's voice. So uh, such a vessel to help enlighten. Thank you, Miss Michelle. I really appreciate that. Uh, so how do we pray and connect? Meditation and yoga, Isabel asks. So great question, guys. Great question. Uh, one of the things I'm going to do on the $5 tip is anybody that that does that, I'm doing a 30-minute metaphysics session, and it's going to be a little bit of yoga and meditation, and I'm just going to uh, break through some doctrine and dogma, help give you guys like your start. Like it's kind of your startup. It's not like you don't have to do it my way or anything, but I really, really, really want to help people like um, – just start their work, start their process, start their spiritual journey. Whether you've been practicing it for years, it'll be a great refresher. Um, if you've never practiced it before, it'll be a, the perfect foundation. It's called 30-Minute Metaphysics. I'm going to give you that for free with literally just a $5 tip. And, and you can tip me every day if you want. That, that You're not limited to that, but you'll get that in your email with a link, your private link to a private video on my private YouTube channel. Uh, where you can easily watch that video and go through but I will I'll, I'll give you a, a bunch of it now because I don't like to keep information behind lock and key. I do have to have ways that people support me but so one of the things that I do with that is I go out and I spend time in the sun every morning and it's become so important to me that I've noticed that literally clouds will part if I need to to get my sun and this is not about, Something where I'm like, I've got to get the sun through my skin and I've got to charge or what it's just like I know that I need to see source I need. And in the Bhagavad Gita, uh, Krishna says that you can see my source coming through all things like the fire, the candle, the sun, the light from the moon. So any light source is like the source light coming through. And so, uh, of course, it's even coming through LEDs and everything like that that are in the studio. But that pure, pure, like the most pure we have on the planet is that sun energy. Now, I'm not telling anyone to go and bake themselves in the sun for hours on end in 100-degree weather. So please don't take it as that. And I'm not telling you to go stare at the sun until you go blind. But I do. I meditate, and I kind of look up like this, and I just spend, you know, a few seconds just projecting gratitude out of my heart chakra, feeling into all the good things in my life, feeling into a thankful feeling. Okay. I'm big on feeling prayers. Now obviously I, I I also believe in speaking and I'll list off the things that I want and need. And I believe that God knows that. I believe the source knows that. I believe the Supreme Being knows that. I also believe my higher self knows that. And part of that dance of yoga and meditation is you, you know, you have not because you ask not and ask and you shall receive. We don't do the receiving end of that. We're always asking, God, give me this. God, give me that. We don't stop and receive it. And so for me, it's just a moment of stopping and receiving. I receive all these good things that I've asked for in the form that you choose to send them. I receive everything that I need, health, wealth, love, and happiness. Now, this is not prosperity gospel, by the way. This is not a give me five dollars and you'll get everything. This is, I mean, if you want to support a creator, great. If you don't, I know i'm still helping people here that may never support what i'm doing ultimately you guys need to thank everyone else that's supporting me because they're the reason that i show up here we've got our mythos community here today that's our monthly membership we've got a private community we've got private live calls every weekend we literally go through it together we're like a soul family and that's a beautiful option too for you But for me, guys, I try to project that gratitude and actually receive that. And again, I'm not here with prosperity gospel. I know life gets messy, by the way. I believe that that is us manifesting the things that we need to burn karma, to learn things about ourselves. I was told a message the other night right before bed, free yourself from that. Set yourself free from that. Something that's been bugging me for years. I don't even remember what it was at this point, but it was free yourself from that. And I remember going to sleep, and I don't even remember the dreams that I had, but I woke up and felt free from it. And I want to remind everyone we have more authority, authorship, over this 3D realm than we think, because we manifest first in the spirit, and then we see it in the flesh. Now, other people try to do it the opposite way. This negative alien agenda, this what some people call the watchers, but I think it's flip-flopped, I believe it's the construct of the God of this world from ancient times building a system of literal mind control to keep people in a cycle, in the karmic cycle, where they have to reincarnate over and over and over, give time, effort, love, energy, money, allegiance, whatever you want to a system. doesn't matter where you're born, what time period. It's all there, guys. It's always coming, right? The second coming of Christ is always coming because it's in us. He says, it does not come on a cloud. It is not in the ocean. It is not in the air. It is within you. Jesus literally said that. The kingdom of God is within you. Uh, Great uh, great question. Uh, Bubba Baby asks, how do you burn karma? So every lesson learned is karma that's burned. There's a beautiful mantra for you. Every lesson learned is karma that's burned. Um, That's one of my absolute favorite musicians, um, which is a small list uh but his name is mc yogi no affiliation but you can go check out uh his song called karma and it will really really uh help you kind of actually i don't know if that's the name of the song just go listen to anything that he does go listen to all of that um no it's trevor hall that has a song called karma trevor hall another one of my absolute favorite musicians small list amazing people um Love Trevor Hall, not affiliated with him. Maybe one day he'd want to be on the show. Maybe MC Yogi would want to be on the show. Would love that if anybody knows them. Uh, But for me, guys, it's all about like burning karma is what maybe the, the Christian church might call like turning away from your sins type thing or repentance. It's where you actually learn a lesson and you freaking change. Like that's literally what it is. You're like, oh, I burned my hand on that. Maybe I won't touch that again. You're like, oh, when I do this, that happens. Maybe I won't do that again. And it's not just a simple thing of, oh, I'm sinful. I need forgiveness. It's a thing of like, I'm literally here to work through trauma. I'm literally here to help others through theirs. I'm literally here to love and serve all. And I'm here to experience absolute bliss because I'm connected to the divine. I'm literally connected to source. Now, that gets messy in our modern life. And the more you practice that, the more you see the system that's built to keep you from the thing that you need, that your soul needs to ascend here. Otherwise, you fill it up with cars, money, other relationships, whatever you can consider. You try to fill that hole. People say, oh, there's a Jesus-shaped hole in me. No, 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 no. There's a hole in me because it is the cycle That just continues over and over and over. And if I don't burn through that karma, I cannot be whole. How am I whole? By being united with Source. By being yoked with the Divine. Okay, Yoga is not yoking with with demons, guys. I get that comment all the time. Yoga is beautiful. Yoga is yoking yourself with love, with truth, with your thoughts, your actions, your emotions, and ultimately building spiritual energies. Reach for the Stars campaign is coming. We hope to see you there. I've never heard of that James Major, but I will go check it out. Thank you, my friend. Uh, Hope it's a good thing because I just read it out loud. I have not checked it out. so Uh, We should support each other as creators and create our own economy. Absolutely, Joshua. Absolutely. Um, And ultimately, too, how do you, in the ultimate system of oppression, how do you ascend as a yogi? How do you ascend as a master? You realize that what is what is even it talk about within i think it's in the new testament you know count it all is lost like it's it doesn't matter how i have to do business it doesn't matter how i have to communicate the fact is that i'm going to the fact is that i'm going to continue my life's work the fact is that i'm going to continue to love you if i have to love you in a community That is actual physical people living off the land in a physical community, I will. If I have to love you in the metaverse where it's a bunch of virtual people talking together, I will. If I have to love you on TikTok or Facebook or Instagram or YouTube or Spotify, I will. If it's only my voice, I will. If it's only, um, you know, snail mail sending letters with doves out, I don't know. I mean, whatever we have to do to communicate, communication is always the answer, guys. Communication is always the answer. If you stop communicating with people, they cease to exist in your realm. You are creating your own reality. If you communicate with people, they come back into existence. You can communicate with them with your thoughts, your emotions, your actions. Your actions, you can pick up the phone, call them. All of a sudden, boom, that friend's back in your life. You think about them enough, all of a sudden they'll call you. Or you know they're thinking about you because you got back and forth. Our minds are not separate, guys. We have a biological computer that's processing all kinds of different energies and different thought forms and patterns that are downloading to us all the time. We're biological computers. Our biological computer will stop and go offline. And the actual cloud that is computing it is actually going to go either into another, what you might hear in the Bible is a glorified body, or maybe another realm uh, another realm that we can't even see right now because our eyes can't even perceive it. Um, and right now we perceive all these planets where there's nothing on it. Who's to say that in another density, in 5D, the next planet over isn't a bustling hub of 5D beings that we can't even see. That to us it just looks like a wasteland, but to their reality it's an absolute beautiful utopia and they're still looking to ascend to the next one. Think about that, guys. Like, all of these archetypes within these ancient uh, scriptures are there for a reason, and it's because somebody saw something long ago come down from the sky and say, hey, you need this, or hey, we're going to do this, or hey, worship me. You got to do this. Literally, Yahweh told one of the ancient patriarchs, if you'll be my slave, I think it was Noah, If you'll be my slave and worship me for all generations, then I'll give you all of this. Like, think about that, guys. And Jesus came to say, ye are free, ye are loved, ye are forgiven. Again, I'm paraphrasing. Go read it for yourself. I'm at a point where I don't know how I have to prove this to anyone. I just live it. And I think if I live it, you guys see it, you feel it, you know it. And ultimately, I'm not here to tell you anything. I don't know anything. I want to lead you on your own soul journey. Ultimately, you can only make the decisions for you. Um, And so I'm not here to lead anyone into a certain angle of mindset. Ultimately, your heart is going to tell you what is true, what is good. Look for the good. What is the good? The good is not driving past a homeless person or a stray animal or even squashing bugs in your house, guys. It is love and realizing God is in all. Think about that. What disregard we have for life. Like, I don't even like when there's squirrel roadkill. Like, I they're all they're alive. They're beautiful. Like, and if we weren't driving five thousand pound, you know, lead and and aluminum and, and everything else that's in an engine block, you know, rockets of unalivement, then we wouldn't be hitting these things all the time. We'd be living in, in more unity and harmony. You might go, oh, well, we got to have the meat. Do we? Do we? I'm just saying, you know, eco-farming, everybody has their own little, little piece of whatever. All of that breaks down under this system, and you can argue all day long that, oh, it's good that we can all you know, you can build your own business and everything. And, and I agree, and that's great. But I think we've got to start doing it a whole lot more responsibly, guys. And I think that everything happening right now, ultimately, what is the agenda of the Watchers? It's up to you. For me, the agenda of the Watchers is, hey, wake up. Here's your spiritual technology. Get back into the practice. Remember who you are. You are a child of the divine. You are a star seed. You are a light worker. You are an indigo. Wake up, wake up, wake up. And then you see gods or God judging them, tying them up in chains. Think about the archetype for that. If the ones that set us free were, were tied in chains, think about what that looks like. And again, you can keep reading the text and you get all kinds of different opinions about it. But I'm just giving you my opinion today. I'll have a different one tomorrow. We'll read a different part of the text. It'll make sense in a different way. But for me, I think the Watcher's I think the Lucifer, I think the Jesus, I think they're all the good guys. And I think they represent the good and they represent enlightenment. Why is it that God judges Lucifer? Look at the God that judges Lucifer. And then look at how Jesus' message did in no way condone those actions. The millions of unalivings, the judgment, the pestilence, the famine, all of the mechanisms of control... To keep attention. What does that sound like to you? Again, I'm not here to perpetuate any conspiracy theory or tell you anything. I'm just here to, I don't know, maybe get you to think. Maybe open your heart, open your mind to something bigger than yourself. Because everything that's happening right now and everything that's about to happen, that's about to go down in the world and the economy... It's all part of the plan. It's all part of the narrative. And for me, I'm just here with love, with a message. I'm not going to tell you what is what, this is this, that is that. Avoid that, do this. I'm not going to tell you that. I'm just going to share with you a lot of ancient scriptures that I think are very enlightening if you pull the narrative you were given away from them and actually read them as the stories that they are and understand the archetypes of the Lucifer versus the God of control. And for me, ultimately, I would rather look for the light and I would rather bear the light in the world. So with that said, I'm going to answer a few questions, comments, prayer concerns. Carlos says me too. absolutely, my friend. What's up, Ricky? welcome. Timothy welcome. Jonathan, thanks for being here. Stephen, thanks for joining. James Major, thanks for being here again. my friend. Tyler June says yes. Uh, So conscious of every single life force, realizing that it is you. Amen, my friend. Joshua says, do you think spirituality would benefit uh, from being vegetarian? Um, You know, that's a good question. Again, I think your heart leads you into all truth. Like if that's where your heart's leading you, then I don't know. I mean, for me, I know that I've lost taste for a lot of certain meats, and I've really limited the amount of that type of intake that I have over the last couple of years. I used to be like a, a stark carnivore, you know, where I would just, that was all I would eat. Uh, but now I really enjoy good vegetables. They're very hard to find, but like, man, you, you have some homegrown veggies and grill them up and oh my gosh, it's amazing. Um, there's so many good ways to eat at least balanced. And for me, it's more about balance and not about like a limiting dietary plan, but more about balance. Like When I go to a restaurant, I don't order just a giant steak. I order, like, you know, an 8-ounce delicious steak, and I get extra veggies, you know. Like, I'll order an extra side of, like, the house vegetables or get that, you know, the the loaded baked potato. You know, I just try to have, like, variety. And for me, that's been – again, this is not health advice or anything, but for my personal wellness – um it's been better to balance things rather than just limit things and say no i'm a vegetarian but i do eat like especially for where i live i live in cattle country i live in west texas the whole oprah thing happened here with the whole trial and everything so like i know what it means um and so i never tell anybody you know don't eat it but for me i just i try to balance it i'd rather have a really good smaller steak with some fantastic vegetables that are made at a great restaurant rather than trying to go and eat, you know, whatever the giant, the giant piece of slab of meat that somebody can give me. And so, and that's a big difference in mentality between like myself and a lot of people around here is, you know, in, in Texas, you want the big steak, you know, but so I'm definitely not the yoga guy that's like, don't eat it, but I'm definitely for me, I don't know. I think balance is a beautiful thing. Like the more you practice yoga, you realize there is a balance. It's not just all about this or all about that. It's like you're taking the good and the bad and the ugly. Like everything is a lesson learned. Everything is karma burned. And if you don't take anything with expectations, somebody was asking earlier, how do you burn karma? No expectations. I'm doing this right now. I know people will step up and support what we're doing. I know we'll have new mythos members We have a brand new course called Charisma Light Warrior Academy where I go super deep on all of this stuff. And literally in in hundreds of video sessions that I'm adding to all the time, by the way, just teach you the ancient metaphysical methods, teach you how to find your own spiritual gifts, teach you how to become a spiritual practitioner with your own methods that you can use either personally or even professionally if you decide to. Um, it's an incredible, incredible course. I've never seen anything like it called Charisma Light Warrior Academy. It's 29 bucks a month. You cannot beat it. I haven't seen anyone beating it. Um, I'm not in competition, but I'm saying I've taken a lot of courses. I've never seen anything like this. So it's mindset, meditation, yoga. It's all about metaphysical understandings, lots and lots and lots of understanding type videos, going through concepts, helping rework and rewire the way you think, That's a great option as well. Ultimately, I know people will do that. And when I start these, I don't start them as a sales pitch. I start them as how can I serve the community? How can I help you? Um, And so ultimately, I think that's the best place for all of us to be in is not have expectations and show up authentically in what our calling is. And you may say, well, I don't know what my calling is. Well, join the club. I'm here. If you had asked me three years ago, three years ago, is this your calling? I would have said, absolutely not. I'm supposed to be a pastor. Absolutely not. I'm supposed to be a marketer. Absolutely not. I'm supposed to be this. I'm telling you guys, you just start showing up and loving people from your place of authenticity. Your life's work will manifest itself. And ultimately, that's been my experience. So, um Quartz says, You are definitely sending out the truth. Thank you so much. Quartz says, Man, I would love to work with you uh, or your community. Well, join us, Quartz. Jump on in. Uh, Get on those calls on the weekend in Mythos. Come and meet some people. We've got some incredible people. I mean, it's nine bucks. Like, I mean, it's it's an incredible community. Um, That's a great place to start. Just come in, meet people. I'll welcome you in there personally. I welcome every person that joins personally into the group. Um, we've got a Facebook group now, if that's ever gone, we'll do a discord or whatever. I've got everybody's emails, everybody's numbers. So, um, I have you join off platform on my website just for that reason. Um, and then I'll get you back into the Facebook group there. You just go click it, request it. I'll let you in. I'll welcome you. Saturday's 11 AM central standard time. We do a one hour call, I do a short lesson and then we actually talk about it and we do that work together. Like we do the work of going through the life stuff together and sharing our experiences. I'm not there to, to dictate anything or tell you how to do anything. I'm just there to facilitate an atmosphere and hold a space of love, a space of openness and a space of ultimately conversations being facilitated between our members. So it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, and so you guys that want more, that are loving what's going on here, that's a great, great way to get involved if you want to get involved with what we're doing here. Um, and the Mythos community knows more than any anybody. I mean, it's there's behind-the-scenes videos in there. I do lots of updates. Just a really, really cool place to be. So um, let's see. Other questions. I want to make sure I hit up all the questions. Uh, Melissa says, Exactly. Uh, you are consuming their memory, which is a super traumatic uh being bred and raised for food yeah absolutely yeah think about that too like um you know i'm big on grass-fed and like you know free range and that type of thing so um karma's everywhere guys like it's everywhere and from every building you walk into to every friendship you take on to uh, every meal that you eat. That's why there's a lot of traditions that won't even eat at restaurants because of, you don't know what state the cook is in when they made your food. So that's why I support more local restaurants where I can see the owner. I know they're happy. I know they're treating people well. Uh, that's just my opinion too. Like you get into some of these other places and they're just running the race. And, um, I can't prove either way if it's, you know, beneficial, whatever, but, for me, I feel better, and it's about my state, too. Like, it's about your state. How do you feel? How do you feel when you experience something? How do you feel when you sit down at a local restaurant versus a chain restaurant, you know? Uh, you feel more connected. You feel more like, oh, I saw my friends, you know, from from my club or from church or from my neighborhood or whatever over here. You know, and you're supporting a local uh, human who's actually raising a family where you are, who understands the culture of where you are. Like, uh, you may go to church with them. You may go to school with them, whatever. Like, to me, that's just a beautiful thing. So, yeah, great question, Isabel. Um, I do have a book list for you. It is on my website, cubcooker.com or stan.store slash cubcooker, C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R. And the whole book list is there. Um, I've got everything from the Bhagavad Gita to the Dhammapadas. I have it split up into Eastern mysticism, Gnostic texts, supplementary texts, different things like that, biblical texts. So you can go check out all the stuff I talk about. If I'm reading it and talking about it, it's there. If it's not there, um, it's going to be in public domain, like uh, the Enuma Elish is public domain. A lot of these Gnostic texts are public domain, so those are all around the interwebs. But if I can put a print version there, I put it there. Now, I don't read from the print versions, and here's why. The copyright on those things. Everything I read from is public domain, and that means there's no copyright on it, that I can share it, I can read through it, I can commentate on it. Now, I used to, you could read, you know, uh, whatever top 100 book and just comment on it, and you were good. Well, a lot of things have changed, and I know other people do it, But I just try to be above reproach with this and really try to um, read the public domain stuff, the stuff that's free. By the way, everything on my Amazon you can find online for free in public domain. But but a lot of you guys like physical copies or you want to read a a more well-polished version of it. That's why sometimes when I'm reading there's gaps in things or there's things that are a little harder to read. They're more in Old English or not translated as cleanly as... Uh, some of the in print stuff. So uh, that's why I have both. So anyway, um, and by the way, I have a bookshelf over here with all the texts in print that I actually read from, from my understanding. But on the show, we go through the public domain stuff. So very similar content with some differences. And you'll you'll be able to see them when you start reading through it. So um, let's see what's going on on the Facebooks here. I hope we have positive comments. I hope we have positive comments across all platforms. That's my goal. So, um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Missy says that she was actually, uh, let's see, uh, it was a non-issue because uh, when I was raised, my own meat in the backyard. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, that's a whole different lifestyle there, guys, and there's a whole different respect for that cycle too. We're we're removed from the cycles. And therefore, we assume there's no karma involved, and it's just convenience over um, the actual cycle. And for me, the cycles are important. We um, ultimately are not going to get as many as we used to just by having the amenities we have. But at the end of the day, I think the cycles are very important. Sun, moon, stars, the zodiac, uh, understanding your soul, your connection to the super soul. It's all a beautiful thing, guys. So... Um, I know this has been kind of a walk in the park here, a bit away from what we were going to talk about today. And I think I actually answered a lot of what we're going to talk about. I'm going to read a lot of that text this afternoon from the book of Enoch. We're also going to read from the apocalypse of Adam. We're going to look at who God is and who Source is. We're going to look at the difference between that. Um, And we're going to look at uh, what are these fallen angels? What are these watchers? Are they fallen because they're evil or are they fallen because they were kicked out of um, some sort of federation, some sort of um, intergalactic right that they were a part of uh, because they broke this directive that they were supposed to be upholding or this oath uh, because it was ultimately broken by some of the architects of it in the first place. And they just stepped in to try to, sweep up, clean house, help uh, facilitate opportunity for those those of us uh, that want to help people that want to be light workers, star seeds. Um, so anyway, I love you guys. Thank you for joining today. I hope this has been a good fair and balanced thing for you. Um, my goal here is inclusivity of everyone, everyone, and I mean that guys. Um, this is not a religious channel. This is not a political channel. This is not an economic channel. I'm here to open up your heart, open up your mind. This is a metaphysical channel, faith, spirituality, and paranormal. I love you guys from the bottom of my heart. Please follow me on all platforms so you don't miss a beat. Everything's at my website, www.cubcooker.com. I'm live twice a day, 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. Central Standard Time. I'll see you this afternoon on the live stream. God bless you guys. I love you. Have a beautiful day. Hit me up on the website. Please support what I'm doing so I can continue to show up. I've got a bunch of different ways over there. You can't go wrong with either of them. Uh, From a $5 tip to the $9 a month Mythos membership to the $29 a month Charisma Light Warrior Academy. And I literally have people that do all of them. So thank you guys. God bless you. I'll see you all this afternoon. Peace.